I didn't know Charlie Cullen. You did. How how close was that performance? He channeled him so distinctly and so perfectly that I have only been able to watch this movie through once. I I've been in two screenings and the second screening I had to get up. It was just mm. it was too emotional. It is Charlie on the screen. Oh, it wow. is crazy how he just he becomes this chameleon. It's amazing and he's so cool. Hi there and welcome in to a brand new week of Celebrity Salute. Dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. I'm Randy Miller. If you've read the book or seen the Netflix movie, The Good Nurse, you know all about Charlie Cullen. Charlie Cullen was a nurse in New Jersey and is now suspected to be one of the most prolific serial killers in history with over 400 deaths. The only reason that Charlie Cullen does not continue to kill is because of the work of fellow nurse Amy Loughran. She's also starring now in her own documentary on Netflix, and we are so happy to have Amy Loughran, a true hero, right here on Celebrity Salute. Charlie Cullen was an experienced registered nurse, trusted and beloved by his colleagues at Somerset Medical Center in New Jersey. He was also one of history's most prolific serial killers, with a body count potentially numbering in the hundreds across multiple medical facilities in the Northeast. There was a a book, first of all, The Good Nurse, and then a Netflix feature film starring Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne, which was terrific, uh, that's on right now. And now a documentary capturing the killer nurse, which is streaming on Netflix right now tells the story of uh, registered nurse uh, Charlie Cullen. And uh, we have whistleblower and fellow nurse Amy Loughran on with us here. This is uh, fantastic to talk to you, Amy. How are you? I am fantastic this morning, and it's been it's been a whirlwind uh, yeah. since these movies came out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind. Well, first of all, what did you think of the movie? Jessica Chastain played you, right? Jessica played me, and I can tell you when I found out she was going to be on this project, I still thought that there's there's just no way that I manifested such an amazing artist, an amazing actress. Absolutely. I'm just so, so grateful. And did they get it right? They did get it right. And uh, I worked with Christy Wilson Cairns, who's the um, the screenplay writer. And I worked with Tobias Lindholm, the director, very closely. And the things that I really felt like would not translate um, a few of the medical things, they did change them. Oh, good. Um, but the th- and there were a few things that they didn't change, which now that I have seen the final prod product i'm so grateful they didn't change them <laughs> well they, they, this performance by eddie redmayne i mean well, he's a, oh a tremendous actor anyway and that, you know they're talking about all kinds of awards for this but he was uh ah uh, man i i mean and i i didn't know charlie cullen you did how how close was that performance 
He channeled him so distinctly and so perfectly that I have only been able to watch this movie through once. I've been in two screenings and the second screening I had to get up. It was just, Mm. it was too emotional. It is Charlie on the screen. It is crazy how he just, he becomes this chameleon. It's amazing. And he's so cool. Uh, we're talking to the good nurse, Amy Lochran here, the new documentary Capturing the Killer Nurse, which I watched last night. And I got to tell you, I I just give you so much credit for your instincts, number one, uh, for your tenacity and for your bravery. Wow. this, and, and you talk about early on with you and Charlie, and there was another nurse that uh, the three of you yes. pretty much were a team, right? Yes. So they call this the Three Musketeers. Uh, Donna Hargreaves, who is still one of my closest friends, we talk almost every day. Um, she, I protected her because she was a young nurse and she really did not want to be involved. And she was afraid she would lose her job, rightly so, because she probably would have lost her job if the hospital had known that she, she was helping the police. Yeah. And, 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 and initially you guys love Charlie. Right. I mean, yes. this guy yes. was just the nicest guy. And, and uh, you also felt like you actually had to kind of protect him. I did feel like I had to protect him. And I felt like he was that that kid who had been bullied in school. Right. And so I just have this very protective nature. And also he's, he was so smart that I felt like I could learn things from him every single day. There was no other nurse that I worked with that I trusted more than him. So when you started seeing these deaths occur and you kind of traced it back to, well, that was Charlie's patient. That was Charlie's patient. That was Charlie's patient. And you end up calling uh, the Poison Control Center, right? So I did not. There was another whistleblower that called the Poison Control Center. And the Poison Control Center then told the hospital that they had a murderer on their hands and the hospital did not do anything. Didn't do anything. In fact, the police didn't find out out about it for what it was a three months. Yes. And my understanding is that there were five to eight patients that died after that, after the hospital knew unequivocally that he had been murdering people. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've heard podcasts uh, that were similar to this in terms of hospitals that allow murderers, known murderers that have Mm -hmm. uh, messed up to go to hospital to hospital to hospital because they don't want to get sued. Yeah. And Charlie, Charlie was in five hospitals that knew or at least uh, suspected that he was harming patients. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. when the when the police finally took this seriously, and it, 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 I'm I'm actually yelling at my TV last night watching this documentary. Yeah, <laughs> I mean because the the cops, I'm like, put it together. I mean, you know, yeah. in hindsight, it's yeah. easy to say that, but man, it was just so evident to you for sure, right? It was evident, and. <sighs> 
It was, yeah, it was so evident to me, but it's not so much that they didn't see it. It's a completely different language in medical terms. So was it the the FBI that stepped in and asked you to, to wear a wire? No, actually, I um, I had been working behind the scenes with the detectives, and the uh, the lead detective Danny Baldwin did have enough to prove that there had been medical homicide. He just knew that if we could get a confession, then there would be no like there would be no way that we could not then bring it to trial (laughs) and he was he really really wanted the confession just because it could seal the deal okay amy so here's this guy this nurse that you've trusted that you liked that you protected and then you you found out now that he is a murderer and that you have to sit down with him and act like you don't know anything and wear a wire Talk us through that. That had to be terrifying. So, I, yeah, I mean, I was certainly afraid also because there's a box that is right at the small of my back. And I hugged Charlie when he came into the restaurant. And I was really afraid that he was, he, he's a smart dude. Right. So I was really afraid that he would feel that box and know that I was wearing a wire. Ugh. But the, the scariest part is that I ended up, did, I, I ended up getting a confession, a partial confession out of him and the wire malfunctioned. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was tragic. Uh, you know, you're you're in there pretty much risking your life. <laughs> and, yeah. But then they've got your your first person account, right? Did that uh, did that hold up? It, so essentially, what they did was r- arrested him right after that. They did not tell me. And they did not hear his confession. I thought they had. But two days later, they called me and asked me if I could go back in again and try and get a confession out of him where he actually admits to murdering one of the patients that they have a really, really good, solid handle on that case. New documentary, Capturing the Killer Nurse, which is streaming on Netflix. And what what was the drug again that he was administering? So he was administering a cocktail of drugs. However, the one that actually took him out where we could get the evidence was called digoxin. It's a heart medication. Digoxin. And and some of these people, now his initial justification in his mind, at least, was that he was putting these people kind of out of their misery, right? He was ending their suffering. Uh, did you ever buy that? And do you think he ever bought that? So, no, he was never putting patients out of their misery. Yeah. He was never, he was never a mercy killer. And there's hundreds of medications that he could have used to peacefully allow these people to pass on. He chose brutalizing medications that people would know they were dying. People would also Mm -hmm. be suffering through those deaths. And he was well aware that he was choosing medications that could terrorize people. Yeah. Well, like you said, he was a very smart guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because a lot of these people, 
uh, in the documentary, they talk about they were getting better. They they were uh, they yes. were on their way, and you were you were very surprised on a couple of these that you had just seen them on their road to recovery, and then they coded and they died. Yes, yes, there were many of those, and. I think that is what bothers me so much is that even out there in the media, they still do occasionally call him a mercy killer because Mm. in his confession, he wants people to believe that he's a mercy killer. I wanted to believe that he was a mercy killer because I, he was my friend, but I, I know that those families and those victims knew that it was it was wrong he stole from them their opportunity to be able to recover and he enjoyed doing that and it's very very clear that he was proud of his kills once you get into watching him on uh, in the courtroom and you can tell he is he is not my friend charlie that i thought he was yeah over 400 uh, deaths. He had to enjoy it, and he he just kept doing it. Amy, how are you? How are you doing right now? How are you? I mean, I'm, this has been this. It's got to be. <laughs> you mentioned it's a whirlwind. Yeah, it's really a whirlwind for you uh, in in every respect. How are you doing? I am doing well. Um, I really feel like having this voice so that I can help people to understand that those victims and those families deserve that. And that's what I have constantly been saying in this this entire journey is I want to be a voice for those victims and the families because that was stolen from them when they called him a mercy killer. Well, you're a hero. I mean, well, absolutely. You're a hero. And this this could still be going on if not for you. Um, Yeah. What, uh, you know, you mentioned how you feel and, and, and the opportunities and everything like that. But uh, what finally happened with Charlie? What, what ended up uh, was his sentence? So my understanding is he has been sentenced to, um, I believe it's 13, 18. I don't have the number correct. Um, life sentences. So he's going to be in prison for, hundreds of years and uh, without the opportunity of parole and he is in solitary i did see him in prison oh you did you saw him in prison i did see him in prison uh several dozen times and he has asked to stay away from the general population because he has had so many death threats and and what was uh what are your visits like uh, in prison so I have not um I have not spoken to him since the book came out Charles Graber's book uh The Good Nurse um that came out in 2013 and prior to that he did not know that I was working for the New Jersey prosecution. Okay, okay. So once he knew we have not spoken since. <sighs> wow. I just can't imagine. I mean, how brave that is just, Mm. you are an incredible person and just thank you so much for what you've done. Capturing a killer nurse, the documentary streaming on Netflix right now, Amy, thank you for the time. And, uh, thank you. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
You've been listening to Celebrity Salute. Celebrity Salute is produced by Brainstorm Media and distributed by National Defense Network with host Randy Miller and executive produced by Nate Heron. Be sure to visit us at nationaldefensenetwork.com. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also say, Alexa, play the National Defense Network podcast.